Torin. Mm-hmm. What? Podcast. Po podcast. Just wait a second. Torin. Podcast. Um, oh, I'm playing Flappy Bird. K Composite. <laughs> Live from Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, yeah! Woo. It's the Frank and Ashley Show. Starring Scott Richard as Frank Davidson. That's me. Okay. Karen Nielsen as Ashley Rodriguez. That's me. What's up, dude? Did you? Ah, that audience is really loud. Can you tell them to turn it down a bit? Hey, knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. Knock it off. Okay, so uh, happy Kentucky Derby Day, Catface. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, yeah, it's that day. D, yeah, it's D Day. Uh, you know which what? Which is apparently dress up and drink day. Yes. You sent me an article in email that was about Kentucky Derby, and I read a little bit of it. It's from the Swedish newspaper. What was that article about? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I just saw something about the Kentucky Derby, and I sent Darby. it to you. <laughs> Did you? Because <laughs> I thought you'd be interesting. Interesting. Oh, the Kentucky oh, Derby. <laughs> The uh, Kentucky Derby, yes. <laughs> That's yeah. how it was pronounced before it reached your part of the world. Uh, it was an article. I saw something about horses, about the Kentucky Derby. Um, I think it wasn't doing that well, like financially or something. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. People for the ethical treatment of animals. Mm -hmm. Peter, Peter, whatever you say. Yeah. Peter sounds like a person's name. Okay, Peter have like... They're not real happy about, about it. it. No, yeah. they don't like it. A lot of times horses get hurt when they run really, really, really fast. Yeah, and you like to watch that because you hate animals, basically. You're a vegetarian I, because you hate animals so I, much. I hate animals on an animal-by-animal -animal basis. Right. I do like watching horse racing. But you hate horses. No, I like horses. All right. Did but you, then what, why do you want them to die? I don't. I don't. Are you saying because I like horse racing that I want horses to die? Well, quite possibly. Hmm. <laughs> According to people for the ethical treatment of animals. Well, I think, I don't know. If I should judge uh, how bad I am to animals, since I've been vegetarian more of my life than before, 
I think watching horse racing is pretty tame compared to the lives that most people lead. If they don't watch horse racing, but do eat meat every day. All right. Okay. You know so, what I mean? You, so are you following? Being, so being a vegetarian is your alibi. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I had to think long and hard then. But uh, I'm on a lot of drugs because I have a splitting migraine. Uh-huh. So now you know. But back to Kentucky Derby Day. Tell us about it. What's so great about it? Uh, Kentucky Derby Day. Derby. <laughs> Derby? It's a great day in Kentucky, especially where I come from, a city called Louisville. And, uh, you know, people just get together, have a good time, watch some horses. Everybody's a horse racing expert for a couple days out of the year. Uh, this year, I am not a horse racing expert. I haven't been following it. So I've missed the few days this year when I should be an expert. However, I do enjoy bourbon. And later tonight, we will have some mint juleps, which is a bourbon-based uh, beverage that people drink on Kentucky Derby Day. Oh, that sounds really nice. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, do you want to come over tonight? No, I'm busy. <laughs> That's strong stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, you look at horses yeah. dying. They run really and fast. And you drink mint juleps. Yeah. That sounds like great entertainment. But then you are from America. I guess that's like... What is that supposed Something to be? people like to do over there. I don't know. You like all kinds of weird stuff over there. Uh, speaking of... Like monster trucks yeah. and uh, watching horses dying. I... How should I say this, Karen? Have you ever been to Stonehenge? I have been to Stonehenge. I... I have a question about it. I have a few questions about it. First of all, what is it? Go ahead. Um, it's like a formation of boulders and it's really, really ancient. And hippies go there at the summer solstice and stuff like that and dance around and like celebrate the sun or something along those lines. That's all I know about Stonehenge. I also know that when I went there, um, I didn't go up to look at the actual rocks. I didn't make it that far. I basically gone there with my parents who were over visiting me when I was living in England. Are people allowed to actually go up to the rocks? Or is there like a perimeter are. you have to stay away from them? I think well, you, I think you have to stay away from them. You basically walk in a path um, around them. Mm. I don't think you're allowed to touch them. Yeah. Um, but I didn't actually go up to the path because I didn't make it that far. We drove to Stonehenge and we bought some nice picnic food mm. uh, to have uh, before we went up to look at the big boulders. Uh, so we sat in the grass and had our picnic and I ate a lovely salad from Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was just up at Marks really, and Spencer's. Marks and Spencer's is a very posh supermarket uh -huh. in England. Yes. And uh, I had my really lovely salad and when I got to the end of it, I noticed something moving mm. in my salad. Mm. And it was a little maggot. And then after I saw that, I didn't feel like doing anything for the rest of the day. I, I was see. really grossed out. 
Do you feel like the maggot in your salad was related in any way to the mystery of Stonehenge? It might well have been. Speaking of the mystery of Stonehenge, you explained a little bit about what it is, but how did it get there? I don't know. Okay. Someone moved all those stones. And there are no stones of that sort in that area of mm. the country, from what I understand. That's possible. I don't really know. And how, I'm really not that interested. How old is Stonehenge? Very old. Okay. What else did you want to know? What I did just, you want to say about Stonehenge? I just anyway? figured that since you were from England, uh, or you spent eight years, seven or eight years in England, yeah, um, that you might know something about it. I'm afraid I don't. The only thing I know is um, I found a maggot there. Okay. Karen. Scott. I noticed you're drinking a Red Bull today. I am. Are you going to a rave later tonight or what is... We're having a rave here. Oh, is that a fact? Yeah. I have plans a little bit later. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were going to drive a Saab. I'm going to drive a Saab today, right? That's very exciting. I've never driven a Saab before. I wanted to buy one at one time. Uh, Well... Many times, but I was looking at them at one time. A used one, of course. I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, have a good job when I uh, lived in America. Uh, okay. Are you trying to not giggle as much and just make fun of me instead? Yes, yeah. because that's um, some of the feedback I got from our first show. Mm. Um, I was told that I giggled too much at hmm. your jokes and that you needed to tone me down so that I did not giggle as much. Didn't your parents actually tell you that you should follow my direction a little more? Yes, they did. (laughs) Uh, And I also read, or you told me that one of your friends thought there were too many sound effects. Yes, and I agreed. Mm. (laughs) But then another one of your friends mentioned that... I love the sound effects. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was my best friend, Beth, and uh, we just have to go with what Oh, name-dropping. You're friends with Beth? Yeah, <laughs> Beth is my best friend. <laughs> is she going to the rave tonight? Uh, I wish she was. Yeah. Yeah, we used yeah. to have lots of fun. Let's talk about dead celebrities. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to begin with? Well, you sent me this thing about Kurt Cobain and some death note that he left for Courtney Love or something. I'm not quite sure. I sort of um, fell asleep halfway through that article. Yes. Okay, so it has been 20 years since Kurt Cobain died. Recently, the Seattle police had released some files and photos that were previously unreleased. And uh, this is reported by CBS News. A note discovered in the wallet of music legend Kurt Cobain at the time of his death, but kept secret until now, promises to add fuel to the pop culture fascination with Cobain and stoke further questions about what role his famously troubled personal life and marriage played in his demise. Hmm. How intriguing. Intriguing. If if you find Kurt Cobain interesting, which I do not. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, then let's move on to another topic then. You want to talk about Kurt Cobain, then please I go thought it ahead. would be an interesting topic, but apparently you, uh, don't, you don't give well, a shit. I thought, I thought you could share with me why Kurt Cobain is like interesting enough to be talking about. Um, why don't you well, enlighten me? He was a fantastic songwriter. And, uh, was he? Yes. All right. And uh, if you say an so, an honest musical talent. Mm-hmm. Well, when I hear his name, um, ever since I heard it the first time when I was probably about uh, twelve years old, mm-hmm. which um, is how old I was when he died. Right. Um, that explanation also explains a bit why perhaps we had differing opinions. Yeah, I'm uh, too young, and yeah. also I wasn't very cool um, when I grew up. So um, I didn't really when listen to music. Well, are you cool? Now? Hmm? Are you cool now? Um, I'm. I think so you're pretty cool. cool. I yeah. think you're pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. Yeah. Cooler than you. <laughs> just absolutely, um, probably. So true. yeah, but I never really liked him. But feel okay. free to talk about him, like if you're interested. Let's talk basically. about a dead celebrity you know a little more about. Yeah. Speaking of drugs and stuff. Take it away, Karen. Yeah, um, well, I thought you would talk a bit more about, like, um, the circumstances of, like, Kurt Cobain's note, because mm. apparently I did read through that article, mm-hmm. I didn't fall asleep halfway <laughs> through it as I was trying to make it, I was just, like, trying to, I don't know, spark a mm. debate. I see, I um, see. Yeah, uh, but I read it, and then apparently um, it emerged that that note was written down on some a piece of paper from this motel hotel somewhere in yeah. california san francisco whatever. yeah san francisco yeah and um it was apparently a really cool place for rock stars to go to and yeah. get drugged up or something and um what what did that note actually say it was the note you know it was a takeoff on the wedding vows yeah do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded oh yeah wife? that's oh. what it said yeah and he um, had changed the words to the wedding vows to a way uh, that was quite demeaning to yeah. courtney love yeah do you think he actually meant it do you think he actually hated her i don't know or was it just something he said like um that he wrote down when they were both a bit drugged up um, right Right, I, I don't know. Or were they both there at the same time? Did he write it on his See, own? that's what's not covered in that article, mm. is when, in the timeline of his life, was he at the Phoenix Hotel in San Francisco? Mm. And was she there too? How long before the suicide did that happen? I'd like more information. Mm. But we do know that he was doing lots of drugs, don't we? Yeah. 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 What drugs did he do? Oh, he did this one called, um, uh, I've, I've heard lots of good stuff about it, called Heroin. Oh, Heroin, yeah. yeah. I've heard quite a, quite a lot of not-so-good really? stuff about it. Most, yeah. most stories I hear about Heroin have a really happy ending. Mm. But, so I think that whatever he wrote, I think you can't really put that too much into it, like, yeah. considering it was a person who was probably in a really bad place. To be doing lots of heroin in the first place and then taking lots of heroin probably doesn't make it any better. Right. What I've heard about heroin is once you try it, it's just so good you can't stop. Yeah. That's it's like what Pringles. And that's why I never want to try it. Yeah. Because once I pop, I can't stop. You just stop. can't stop. Yeah. And, you know, you'll end up like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman or uh, a 
apparently oh, peaches geldof yes yeah do you know who she is yes i do yeah yes uh do people in america know who she is uh i think people who follow celebrity culture know who yeah. she is but i think people, yeah. like the ordinary person on the street who goes to monster truck shows would not no, probably know not. who she is yeah obviously people have been commenting on the death of peaches geldof all over the interwebs because it was recently revealed that she died from a heroin overdose. Shocking. Yeah, it's not really that shocking, is it? Uh, not really that unexpected. Uh, but like, I saw lots of comments from people saying, oh, what a horrible person, what a bad mother. Yeah. Like, because she had two really young kids. And like, I'm Who a were bit like, present at the time, is that correct? Yeah, I think yeah. one of them was at least. Yeah. And I think, of course, she was a bad mother because <laughs> she's fighting an addiction. Yeah. Or I don't know if she was fighting it. Well, obviously she was because she like lost. She's quite young, wasn't and she? Died. Yeah, she's really young. And 23? obviously she's not going to, you're not going to be a good parent if you're like taking heroin all the time. Yeah. That goes without saying, but like, I don't think you do it like intentionally to be a bad parent. Like, oh, I'm going to just go and die now and let right. my kids take care of themselves. I think once you like mess with heroin, then it's really hard to stop. It's kind of like we were talking about uh, earlier today. A lot of people don't set out to be a bad parent. But I feel like I'm ready to be a father and I'm ready to be a really bad father. A really bad yeah. father? Yeah. yeah. Because I, like, I feel like most of the things I say in my daily life, I could, could say to my children. Yeah, you could just adapt it a yeah. bit to like be a bit more child friendly, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. Not, not don't child know. friendly. <laughs> I always felt like if I had children, I would treat them like adults. Yeah. And I'd just be like, knock it off. I think that's what I would say most of all. Go get daddy another beer. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> mummy has a headache. <laughs> Go get mummy another gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would say. I would say knock it off. Shut it. Zip it. I think if that's If you don't it. cut it out, I'm going to eat your pancakes. Right. <laughs> no fucking pancakes for you, little shits. And go get daddy his heroin. I've perked up a bit now. Um, Good. I I'm on to, my second can of Red Bull. I wanted to mention to you that I feel like sometimes we dress the same. Yeah. Um, we don't really, do we? I never wear grunge shirts like the one uh, you're wearing right now. Speaking of Kurt Cobain, <laughs> uh, this yeah. is just a flannel Yeah, a plaid flannel shirt. Yeah. Like, uh, very much like one Kurt Cobain would have worn. I guess so, but I, I would say I bought it brand new All last right. year. But I never, I've never ever worn a flannel okay. shirt. So Except I think I borrowed one of you once. I, yeah. Or I tried one on. But mm. apart from that, I've never worn a flannel shirt. Well, you often wear a collared shirt with a sweater over it. Like yeah. what you're wearing today. Yeah. Uh, and I would wear something like that. So maybe it's more like I dress like you rather than we you dress, dress like a girl <laughs> except for when you're wearing flannel shirts girls have much better clothes to choose from mm-hmm. um, what particular clothes would you like to wear I, well yesterday wear? i went with emma to a store called kos that is quite nice except that the men's department is the size of my bathroom mm-hmm. and the women's and your depart- bathroom is is like tiny yeah it's yeah. like a wardrobe a small telephone booth perhaps yeah. 
And then the women's department is like six different rooms that are mm-hmm. like a maze of all these different types of clothes. And, yeah. And it's often like that. There's about three or four different kind of guys. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that quite recently, actually, uh, when I went into an H&M to try and find something for my brother for his yeah. birthday. And I walked in and I was like, wow, the menswear department is just tiny. I thought, okay, it continues on here. No, that's no, not that's the menswear. It. That's the women's underwear. Yeah. that continued on where I thought it was like just the men's And some men continuing. like to wear women's underwear. I'm not mm-hmm. one of them. No, even I, though you like women's clothes? I do like women's yeah. clothes, but I don't, I don't like wearing them. All right. I like admiring them. Yeah. Maybe and you should buy some and put it on your wall or something. You like putting stuff, I like do crazy like, stuff on your wall. Do you think I should buy some dresses and hang them on the wall? You could, Wouldn't yeah. Wouldn't that be odd if a girl came over and they were like, whose dresses are these? Well, maybe, Not that every girl I maybe, bring over maybe is super jealous. Maybe it would be a really good idea. Maybe you'd be like, oh, you can borrow it if you like. Yeah. Are you a size zero? Because I only buy a size zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like a good oh. way of like measuring mm. if you've found the right girl like can she sorry, fit into I, one I, of your size zero dresses oh are you too big are you a size one sorry i i'm just really not into fatties sorry um, yeah. yeah because you're so thin yourself so you need are a really you thin saying girl i'm fat i wasn't saying that at all I, you're just not a size zero shall we say no i'm a no. man i'm a man yeah, i wear man size clothes uh, of course you do yeah big man size clothes mm. But yeah, anyway, menswear's department. When I went into um, H&M to look for something for my brother, I was like, I do see quite a lot of men dressing in nice clothes around town. And I was like, where do they go to find their clothes? Because there was nothing in there, at least. Maybe they go somewhere else than H&M. Well, of course. And there are a lot of nice places to buy clothes in yeah, Stockholm as there ones, are though. right as there are a lot of nice places to live in Stockholm and I don't know where all these people get their money mm, maybe we should ask them maybe we should do like a survey in town like asking we, we should stand outside the really nice houses in Vasastan or mm. Östermalm ask the people who step out like where the hell did you get your money how right. can you afford to live here how can I get that much money right I mean these people must have very successful podcasts they must I mean, we're just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there soon. I got invited to play some songs at a a live performance of some songs I wrote that will be in June. Oh, really? Yeah. What's someone like? Is that for your band, the Metro Shifter? Uh, I'll be playing solo. As I have done before. Mm -hmm. But I have not been playing music on a stage for four years. Right. So I think I'm going to play about five songs the 7th of June. Are you promoting your event? (laughs) No, but I would like to promote that there's a brand new issue of K Composite Magazine available. What's that? It's a magazine that I make. And if you have an iPhone or an iPad... You can just go on to your little app store and look for K Composite Magazine. And uh, it's free. And what's it about? I interview my friends and other people who are not famous. And uh, if you uh, download the app, you can check out issue number 22, which has Karen Nielsen on the cover. Yeah, it's the all black and white issue. Yeah. It's very pretty. 
Um, Sadly, I don't have an iPad, so mm, I can't look at it on there. That is sad. Yeah. Uh, but basically, Scott's magazine is all about him interviewing pretty girls he fancies. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pretty Did girls, you just I choke fancy on your bourbon? a little bit. I realized, and I think I mentioned earlier today, that that I have a favorite girl who works at every shop or cafe that I go to on a regular oh, yeah. basis. <laughs> you said that. Yeah. You said that about the girl in um, Syrup, where yeah. we went for pancakes earlier. Yeah, that girl. And I thought that you just meant that you really liked her pancakes. No, I like. You I like, like her, the girl. I like also. her freckles and her eyes and her mm-hmm. friendly demeanor. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite girl at uh, Ika. The grocery store on the corner. She was working today. Where um, I bought my cans of Red Bull. Right, for the rave. And yeah. Or are you parachuting out of a uh, space capsule later today? Um, I'm not sure which. We'll mm-hmm. find out. I'll um, tell you all about it in our next episode do of you, the podcast. Do you have favorite people who work at uh, places you frequent? Um... Uh, let me think. No, not really. Uh, I find some of the people at my local Ica mm. supermarket, um, I find that I get a bit uh, uncomfortable around them because they see me there so often. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like, it's it's weird, especially with Swedes because uh, we're so socially awkward and I can see that they recognize me because I go there like almost every day. Yeah. Um, to buy my food. And uh, I see that they recognize me and I obviously recognize them. And we sort of say hello to each other. And then sometimes we make conversation or someone tells a little joke or something. And sometimes no one's got the energy to say anything. So we pretend like we don't know each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like one of the worst things I know is when you go to the shop and you buy lots of unhealthy stuff um, <laughs> and and uh, the person at the checkout makes comments about it <laughs> it's like and you have to make the comment on the day that I happen to be buying two whipped cream buns two pizzas <laughs> and a tub of ice cream and like two chocolate bars uh, that was the time when Tom was over my mm-hmm. friend Tom from England such a pretty tune. I'm so glad you added yeah. that. Well, my friend, this brings us to the end of another fantastic... Is that the end? That's it. Oh, God. I haven't been funny enough. I think you've been plenty funny. I'll do better next week. The Frank and Ashley Show. Don't listen to your parents. It's never a good idea. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week for more fun with Frank and Ashley. This program is presented by K-Composite Magazine. Visit us online at kcomposite.com. I ordered some new announcements. They're just not in Brilliant. 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 I applaud you. Hey-do. Hey-do from Stockholm.